0: Hey guys, I'm Daniel Herring, and welcome to the At Home PT Podcast, where I'm going to use my 10 years of clinical experience as a sports specialist in physical therapy to talk about a wide range of topics, ranging from injury prevention to the treatment of common injuries, and a lot more. Let's get started. Welcome to the second episode of the At Home PT Podcast. I'm glad you're here, and thanks for listening. Remember, if you like this, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. Those things are really helpful to help me get this thing off the ground. So, in today's episode, we're going to be covering shoulder pain in overhead athletes. Now, if you listened to the inaugural episode, you heard me talk about working an AVP beach volleyball tournament, and that's where this idea for the podcast came from. Well, when I was working the AVP, probably the most common thing that I saw... From the athletes there was shoulder pain more often than not that shoulder pain was in the front of their shoulder or sometimes it was in the back of their shoulder and it was mostly with overhead movements primarily hitting or spiking the volleyball so that's something i want to talk about today it's something that if you work in sports medicine at all you've seen a ton of this we see it all the time with athletes so i want to get into kind of what's going on diagnostically. What are we looking at? What are things happening? I want to get into some of the myths and facts about this. It's something I want to continue to do throughout this podcast. And then I also want to get into, the obviously, the treatment. What do I do? What do I give to people? Now, remember, when I do treatment on here, it's not going to be really expansive. It's not a full physical therapy treatment. These are just simply things that you can do at home. If you're too busy, if you don't quite have time to get into physical therapy right now, or if it's just not that bad, you're just looking for something to do at home. So that being said, in our first segment, let's get into uh, the symptoms, the history, the diagnosis of this thing. So usually when we see this, what we're seeing is people have a sharp pain in their shoulder when they play volleyball or when they serve a tennis ball, when they throw a baseball, a football, you name it. Anything that requires a shoulder to go overhead we will get this sharp pain. Now, in the more mild state, this is usually pain that happens in the moment, but it doesn't really linger. It gets a little bit worse, it can linger after you play. If you ever notice severe throbbing pain that either doesn't go away at night or won't let you participate in your sport, don't just do these exercises, go to a medical provider. Go to a physical therapist, go to a surgeon, you name it. In the state of Louisiana, physical therapy has direct access you can contact me or another physical therapist and go directly to us. If you want to get an x-ray or an MRI or something like that, you can go to your physician first. Just know that you don't have to. Okay? So, when we're seeing this pain in the shoulder, the next question is, what's causing it? All right? And I think that's that's a good question. More often than not, what's causing this pain is weakness in the rotator cuff. Now, you may say, I'm an athlete, I'm really strong, why would my rotator cuff be weak? Good question. Sometimes it's because we don't think about directly strengthening the rotator cuff during our exercise programs. We may do a lot of really good stuff. We may do a lot of pull-ups, curls, triceps, you name it, but very few people really intentionally strengthen their rotator cuff well, or there's another group of muscles called your scapular stabilizers. These muscles are in between your shoulder blades. They, come, they make up the rhomboids, middle trap, lower trap. Some people say serratus anterior, subscapularis, you name that. You name it. All of those can be in that group. Okay? Those muscles. Your scapular stabilizer's job is to stabilize your scapula or your shoulder blade. Because that's the base that your shoulder works off of. Having weak scapular stabilizers is like having a cracked foundation under your house it allows things to move around a little bit too much. When you think about the rotator cuff, now we're looking at supraspinatus, infraspinatus, teres minor, teres major, subscapularis. These muscles job is to hold the head of the humerus still inside the uh humeral head or inside the glenoid cavity, I'm sorry. The humeral head is the head of your shoulder of your arm bone, your glenoid cavity is the joint coming off of your shoulder blade that it sits into. The rotator cuff's job is as your arm moves to kind of like keep it there, keep it centralized in the glomerular cavity, don't let it move too much, but it also they also produce movement as well. So some of the thought process behind what's happening here would most likely be like a rotator cuff tendonitis, which is you're, you don't really think about strengthening your rotator cuff throughout the week, you know, a lot of us spend a lot of time looking down at screens, cell phones, you name it. Working on computers, we keep us muscles, some people would say, in a lengthened position, causing them to be, you know, irritated or weakened. But either way, you take these weak, potentially stiff muscles, and then you go do a lot of repetitive, high-speed overhead activities. All right, and then you especially add in what we call the weekend warrior syndrome, where when you were in high school, you practiced every day, Monday through Friday, you stayed in good shape. Now, you have a job, and maybe you play once a week or twice a week, and that's it. Well, those muscles aren't quite in as good shape as they are. They're not quite as strong. They're not quite as used to doing this. And you go from zero sitting at your job to 100 spiking a volleyball as hard as you can. That can cause problems. Now, in the terms of your competitive athletes, like your professional beach volleyball players, like gave me the idea for this podcast. There, the problem is just the human body just cannot keep up with that demand. That's a lot of load on the tissue. You see this in all professional sports. It's really difficult to stay healthy throughout a professional sports season. And it requires a lot of really intentional, really intensive strengthening to these small muscles like our rotator cuff, like our scapular stabilizers that help keep everything together. Okay. Now, another thing people will talk about with this shoulder pain is biceps tendonitis. People hear that, they think, oh, my biceps is injured, I need to go do you know, bicep curls and bicep exercises. Well, not really. Nine times out of ten, maybe more than that, biceps tendonitis is really just secondary to a weak rotator cuff. As your rotator cuff gets irritated, the pain is initially in the rotator cuff. But as it gets worse without treatment, it will then go to your biceps through compensation. Your biceps and your deltoid will try to compensate in order to make up for the rotator cuff but they're not designed to do that so they don't do it very efficiently and over time that ends up causing pain and that's where a lot of people will get pain in the front of their shoulders sometimes you hear it called biceps tendinitis, sometimes you hear it called impingement syndrome but usually with overhead athletes what this really all comes back to is rotator cuff and scapular stabilizer weakness okay now you've heard me throw a lot of different terms like rotator cuff tendinitis, bicep tendinitis, impingement syndrome so one thing you may be thinking is well, how do I know which one that I have and which exercises to do? The good news is 90% of the exercise is the same no matter which one it is. You're still going to strengthen the rotator cuff. You're still going to strengthen the scapular stabilizers. You're still going to address any areas of immobility or stiffness that you can find. Now, in a full physical therapy session, we're going to look for that extra 10 to 20% that is different. But most people, most athletes, who are just having some mild irritations, some mild pain, can get by just fine with doing basic, general strengthening, and it's going to take care of this. It's your other 10-20% that end up in the clinic with us. So, that's the idea of what's going on. So, common myths. I kind of already touched on the common myth. One myth would be, you know, I have bicep tendonitis, I need to really strengthen my biceps. Not really, like I talked about, if you strengthen the rotator cuff and the scapular stabilizers, That's really going to fix your biceps because the pain, the problem wasn't the biceps. The problem was these other muscles not doing their jobs, causing the biceps to then compensate for them. Okay. Another thing is, well, what if I have a torn rotator cuff? Or I went to the doctor they did an MRI. I have a torn rotator cuff. Well, welcome to the human population. A lot of research shows that if you go out and you do MRIs on 100 people 20 years and older, probably about half of them are going to have a torn rotator cuff, and they have absolutely no symptoms at all. These things happen. It's the same thing as if you don't have any back pain and you have a bulging disc on an MRI. Same thing. We all have these findings on an MRI. Just the finding without the the adjoining symptoms doesn't mean anything. Now, when you get an MRI that shows something and it matches the symptoms that we see clinically, that's when it becomes powerful. That's when it means something. But just because you were, went to a doctor 10 years ago and they showed a torn rotator cuff doesn't mean you have a quote-unquote torn rotator cuff. Yes, there's some damage inside your rotator cuff, but that isn't necessarily what's causing the problem and it's not something that you necessarily have to deal with for the rest of your life. It's something that's very, very treatable. As a matter of fact, most people who don't get surgery from these things end up doing just as well, if not better, than people who do have surgery. Now, the obvious caveat there is if you have a big tear, significant tear, like I talked about earlier, pain that won't go away, pain that is worse at night than it is during the day, pain where you cannot lift your arm over your shoulder without severe pain. If you have these big tears, yeah, you got to go have surgery or at least have it managed by a physician with steroid injections and physical therapy. But that's a talk for another day. So now we've kind of talked about the diagnosis and some of these myths, let's get into treatment. All right. So I've got this shoulder pain. I think I know what's going on. What do I do about it? Well, like I said, even though it seems like a range of motion problem because you can't raise your shoulder all the way up, that's probably being caused by a lack of strength. So the first thing that we want to do, the first thing I tell people is we're going to address strengthening for your rotator cuff and your scapular stabilizers. So there's a series of exercises that I came up with a couple of years ago. I was working with one of my early mentors, Gus Gutierrez, who is a fantastic physical therapist over at BRPT, Baton Rouge Physical Therapy. Learned an absolute ton from the guy. And we were putting together a screening tool where we could take baseball teams, high school teams, put them through this series of movements, and try to predict who was at an increased risk for injury the next year. And then what Gus wanted me to do was put together a group of exercises, just something they could do quickly that wouldn't take a lot of time. They could do it with minimum equipment in one place, but would be really good for their shoulders. So I did a lot of research over the course of several weeks. I came up with this group of six exercises that we call the SCAP six, okay? Now, if you're interested in this, go over to my YouTube page. There should be a link in my bio, which is my link tree. You click on that, you go to my YouTube page. Or if you just wanna go straight to the YouTube page, it's the At Home PT. Exact same thing as the podcast. And, I'm, and I have a new one that I just dropped, a new video, where I go through the SCAP6, I show you how to do them. Each one of those exercises emphasizes a specific muscle, either in the rotator cuff or the scapular stabilizers. Now, they all hit a little bit of everything, and none of these exercises are new. None of these are novel. These are things we all know how to do. We've all done before. But the trick is putting them all together, where you can do all in rows, a series of exercises. It's made where you do 10 of each, and then you take a break, and you try to work up to three sets of 10. All you need is a TheraBand and somewhere to set it up. And as a matter of fact, even if you don't have a TheraBand, you can just do it with just your arms. I've done that before, and I can still feel a pretty good workout with it, okay? So if you're interested, if you're having shoulder pain and you're not, and you want to do something about it, go over to my YouTube page, the At Home PT, and take a look at my SCAP 6 that I just dropped. It will be under AVP Series SCAP 6, okay? That's going to give you all the strengthening that you need right there for a basic shoulder program. Now, the next thing you can look at is range of motion or stiffness. Sometimes this is we have some stiffness either in our shoulder or in our thoracic spine, which is the part of our spine between our shoulder blades that can really limit um, our ability to reach overhead safely and healthy. So, what you want to do here is just kind of like take a quick test look at all these things that you think this might be you to see if you have something you need to work on. So, the first motion will be reaching your arm straight in front of you and reaching overhead. If you can't reach all the way overhead where your arm ends up by your ear, you have a trouble with your fl- shoulder flexion. So an easy stretch to do there is a wall slide where you just slide your arm up a door frame or a wall, kind of lean into it and let it stretch. 10 seconds, five times, 30 seconds, three times. Um, 10 seconds, five is easier if it's a little bit painful. 30 seconds, three times is really better for improving range of motion because 30 seconds is the minimum amount of time you need to hold a stretch to change the range of motion and, or change the tissue and three times is the minimum number of times you need to do a stretch for it to be really beneficial. So, you can if it's a little uncomfortable, start with 10 seconds five times, work your way to 30 seconds three times, okay? Another one is internal rotation, very important for finishing your swing. What you can do here is take your arm, reach behind your back, and try to touch the bottom of your opposite shoulder blade. If you can touch it or get within two inches of it, you're probably pretty good. If you hit about midline of your lower back, or less and it stops or is painful you're pretty limited there easy stretch here is take a towel strap something drop it over your opposite shoulder grab it behind your back grab it with your hand and then pull down with your hand in front to slide that hand up your back toward your opposite shoulder blade and that'll give you a very good stretch should be in the front of your shoulder be careful with this one this one can get uncomfortable this one i really recommend that 10 seconds five times four just because it it, it does tend to be uncomfortable Another really important one is external rotation, being able to reach back when you swing or throw or you name it. So the way you would test this one, hold your arm out to the side with your elbow even with your shoulder and then reach your hand up and back as far as you can. Your hand should rotate back with your elbow bent at 90 degrees. It should go past your body. If your hand doesn't go past your body, you have a little bit of trouble with external rotation. An easy way to stretch this is take something with a stick, a broom, a swiffer, you name it. Grab the bottom with the hand you're trying to stretch, put your hand back in that test position, rotate your hand back, and drop the broom, swiffer, or whatever it is, behind your arm. Now, with it behind your arm, you're going to reach underneath your arm with your opposite hand, grab it, pull forward, it'll rotate your hand backwards. Again, be very careful, okay? If you stretch too hard, you can hurt yourself with these things, okay? So, a rule I always tell my patients, don't feel like you have to stretch as hard as you can. That is not true. Okay, because of something called Wolf's Law that we'll talk about in future episodes. Basically, what that states is every tissue has appropriate stresses that cause them to heal. For muscles, that's stretching, resistance, and compression. Okay. As long as you're getting a light stretch, you are causing the tissue to change. It does not have to be the most intense stretch in the world. So be nice to yourself. Okay. Last one we're gonna talk about is just one for your mid-back called a half-kneeling archer. And so for this one, again, with a TheraBand, you're going to kneel down, set up a band about chest height. And let's say if I'm trying to stretch my right shoulder, what I'm going to do is kneel down with my right leg up and my left knee down. I'm going to grab the band with my right hand. I'm going to pull back like I'm pulling back on a bow and arrow. That's where I gets the name Archer from. And as I pull back, I'm going to rotate to the right, which means I'm going over the side where my knee is up. And I'm rotating my upper torso as far as I can without my lower back and hips twisting. And then i'm just going to come right back okay now if you're interested in these keep an eye out on my youtube page i will drop a video on these uh sometime later kind of describing all of these these are all basic exercises that i give people but those are really good okay so overall general wrap-up is if you're having shoulder pain during sports with reaching overhead it's probably caused by weakness in your rotator cuff and your scapular stabilizers I recommend starting with the SCAP Six, which is on which the video is on my YouTube page, and build your strength. Okay, for most people, that's enough. I talk to them a week or two later, and their pain is completely gone. Okay, if that's not, you can add some stretching. But if you're concerned at all, contact a physical therapist. Feel free to contact me. My email address is Daniel at the at dot It should be at the in the bio at the bottom of this podcast. But feel free to contact any physical therapist or a physician, okay? If you don't live in the Baton Rouge area and you would like help finding a physician or a physical therapist, feel free to shoot me an email as well and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So, all right, guys. That was it. I hope you like this. Um, If you have any suggestions, any questions, feel free to uh, shoot me an email or leave a comment. Like I said, if you like this, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you leave me a five-star review. That's really helpful for me.